Mark W. Smith, and uh, Mark W. Smith is a constitutional attorney from uh, New York City. He's also a New York Times bestselling author. He's been on the show several times with us, and he gives us such great insight. Uh, Mark, are you with us? Hey, guys. I am with you. How are you today? We're doing good. I think we're feeling a little on edge. I think the country's feeling a little bit on edge. Um, How's it looking on your side of town? Well, first of all, let me be clear. The president-elect is not Joe Biden, okay? The media does not pick the president of the United States. The Electoral College picks the president of the United States. The Electoral College does not even meet and vote until December 14, 2020. That's December 14, 2020, which is over a month from now. Between now and then, and this is very important because the media is conveniently skipping over the legal process to select the president of the United States. Between now and then, three major things have to take place in each of these states. First is, there actually has to be a certified vote total and count. None of the battleground states have even managed to achieve a final vote tally to certify it in this election. None of them. So you haven't even gotten to the starting gate on who is going to be the slate of electors from each of these states that ultimately gets selected and then uh, you know, vote in Washington on December 14th. After you have a certified vote tally in these states... The next legal step is there's an opportunity for recounts. Like in Georgia, it looks like it's going to go to a full-blown statewide recount to see who actually won the slate of electors in Georgia. And there could be recounts in these other states, depending on what happens. And then after you have a recount, you have the opportunity, if you're the losing candidate, to commence an election challenge to challenge the results of the election on various grounds. There is at least... Three, and these are not technicalities, team. These are substantive major steps that have to be taken under the rule of law before the slate of electors for each of these states is basically allowed to be picked and then vote on December 14th for the president. None of this, not only has none of this taken place, we're not even at step one because these battleground states we're talking about, which is Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania and Arizona, they have not even got to the starting gate because they haven't even come up with certified totals of what the vote count is. So to suggest that we know who the president of the United States is going to be in January when Donald Trump is not conceding, and nor should he at this point, um, it to me is is really... Um, you know, it's really a mistake. I think it's premature, and it does a disservice to the process and the rule of law. I mean, to think that the same mainstream media that has been fighting Donald Trump every step of the way for the last five years gets to somehow decide he has lost the White House when it's not legally true, I think, frankly, is uh, irresponsible, and they shouldn't be doing this now. They can say it looks like Joe Biden's going to win. That's what we think is going to happen, and that's perfectly fine, because Joe Biden might be the president of the United States. That may still happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. The point is, though, that there's a lot of things that have to go on between now and then, and a lot, and, and you know, it's not as if this election has been without 
you know, incidences. I mean, if you look at these states, there's certainly a lot of questions about how these elections were handled in some of these key states, where poll watchers really deny the ability to come and go. Last night, the United States Supreme Court issued an order making sure that Pennsylvania was segregating certain ballots to set aside in case possibly they would be thrown out as not counting, depending on what the Supreme Court does. We have questions about computers in certain places like Michigan. There's a lot of open questions here. And, uh, Again, I think it's just premature to declare anybody the next president of the United States, and they shouldn't be doing it, in my view. No, they shouldn't. And, um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that every every media headliner I'm seeing says Joe Biden uh, projected winner of the 2020 election. It's not actually declaring him as the winner. But of course, you know, America sees it as as the winner. And Anthony Sabatini made a good point uh, in his segment. And he said that, you know, the media is manufacturing um, an upcoming crisis and basically protest to try to say that Donald Trump is trying to steal the election. And, and that's what I think is happening, because, you know, you see uh, the media is just is jumping to conclusion and i've never seen this before in previous elections where they take it this far and you know first of all where's coronavirus because you know not only is that not a headliner anymore but every single thing you see now is joe biden joe biden Biden. so uh matt i want to bring you back in the conversation you still with us yeah absolutely and i want to pick it up right where you just said this is not about joe biden everybody out there should know that this is not about joe biden he can't run a live stream he can't fill a high school gymnasium, and you're telling me he has the most votes out of any president in U.S. history? I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And I got a question, a legal question for you, Mark. Will there be enough time to do complete audits after the certification? Who does them? Is it both parties? And what happens if they don't segregate the votes like they like um, uh, Judge Leto did? If they don't segregate the votes, or how do you confirm if they even did it? Well, you know, it, the answer, of course, is very fact-specific, and it depends on the state. Now, if it turns out that a state election official has violated a court order, then it turns on what is the remedy. And... Uh, that could be virtually anything. You could just punish the officials that did it. You could potentially throw out ballots and say this is not acceptable. Um, we, you know, it's not unusual to throw out evidence that's been, you know, the fruit of the forbidden tree. We see this in Fourth Amendment constitutional cases. So there's a lot that can take place. But the one thing I want to stress to the listeners to help them sort of sift through what they're listening and seeing on TV is this. When you talk about a legal proceeding, whether it be a criminal case, or a civil lawsuit. Keep in mind the process. The first step, of course, is you think something's gone wrong, you think you've been wronged, you have some evidence of it, but you don't have all the evidence. So you start the legal proceeding, and then you go out and you collect your evidence. You talk to witnesses, you take testimony and depositions, you interview people, you look at documents, you you bring in experts to look at statistical anomalies to see is it even possible that in one city in Philadelphia, let's say 23,000 ballots can be voted for Joe Biden and zero for Donald Trump. Trump. You try to figure this out, and then you present all that at a trial. Now, you raise a great question. Is there enough time to get this process done? Well, you know, it's hard to always say that, but what if you remember, in Bush versus Gore in 2000, they actually had multiple trials 
that took place in the 37 days between the election and the time the Electoral College met then. There's 37 days. Here we have five weeks. The president has been on top of this potential voter fraud, these potential irregularities, the different things that he's been seeing. They've been on top of this for many, many months, and I'm guessing the president's legal team uh, is ready to go. I mean, they seem to be, at least from what you're hearing in media reports, they're ready to be in court all across uh, the country in these, in these key states on Monday, which arguably is even sooner than they need to be because none of the votes have been certified. So uh, it looks like the president's lawyers are on top of this as to what the ultimate result will be. Um, there's no way to know. I will say this, though, that if a state fails to select electors, if a state, for whatever reason, is not in a position to select the slate of electors by a certain date and send them to Washington um, by December 14th, there's a few modifications and exceptions to that. But basically, if, if a state doesn't pick electors, then those electors are simply not counted. And again, if nobody gets to 270 votes, then the decision about who becomes the president goes to the House of Representatives for the president. It goes to the U.S. Senate for the vice presidential selection. And again, it's not a straight party vote or it's not a straight vote of the number of elected officials in Congress, when it goes there, it actually is voted in the House state by state. Um, so, you know, you only have 50 votes there, and each state decides who to cast their vote for. Not every representative in Congress gets a vote for president if the race goes to the House of Representatives, which, again, it may not, but, it's again, it's premature to be calling this where you don't have a, when you have a contested election that's still going through the legal process. And we should let that process take place, and whoever wins will win. Yes, we uh, should. But it's very early to let the media be calling the winner. Mark, we have, to, we have to take a quick break, but uh, we would love to keep you on for a second segment if you have the time. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will take a quick break and get right back to Mark W. Smith, best-selling New York Times author and constitutional attorney, and we'll be right back on The Buff Show. Welcome back to The Buff Show. This is Brittany Walker, your co-host. We have Matt Buff on the line, and we also have uh, Tony DePalma in studio. Tony, thank you so much for doing this for me today. You know, it's funny because I uh, I reached out to him, and I was like, I'm doing this show by myself for the first time, and I I need support. So he's here uh, supporting me, and he's a great person to have in studio. But we also have uh, um, Mark W. Smith on the line, and uh, Matt I'm going to hand it over to you because I know there's a few things you want to say. Well, absolutely. Everybody's seen, and thank you, Brittany, and, and, and everybody out there, Brittany's doing a great job on the show. Hosting. Thank you. She's doing, awesome. <laughs> doing awesome. And uh, I tell you this, we've all seen the movie Groundhog Day. Take, you know, put your little hand in mine. We had the election night, Mark. <laughs> we had the election night, and Trump wins handedly. He's up 600,000 uh, votes in uh, Michigan. He's up, you know, 400,000 votes in Pennsylvania. Everything's looking great, just like 2016. Day of voting was awesome, 70% of the vote. Then the next morning at 4 a.m., we have data dumps, 138,000 votes for Joe Biden in uh, Michigan. Impossible to do that, 138,000. Impossible that they'd all be the same. Then the next day, go to the next day, put your little hand in mine, and, ha- and there's another data dump at 4 in the morning. And then the next day, and it continues on and on. It's like a recycle. We have to segregate these votes, and they should have been segregated in the beginning. We got UPS drivers on the record that they're backdating votes. If we can do it right in Florida, how come we can't do it right in these liberal blue cities where they're putting up construction paper to keep everybody out and hiding things? There is obvious things going on here, and we've got to make sure the segregation and the audit is complete. 
Yes, we do. Yeah, it, it's it's unreal. I mean, but we like Donald Trump has been calling this uh, for many, many months and he's been warning us of this. Um, but, you know, I will say I have a lot more confidence um, after hearing uh, Mark on our last segment uh, talking about the, the legal process that um, has to go, you know, move forward before um, the president is is determined. Um, and, and Mark, I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit more about that. But I will say, you know, the uh, civil unrest, right, is um, I feel like it's just growing and people are, um, you know, the, the division is happening even more because, you know, the patriots and, and the conservatives, we know the truth, right? And then we're fighting these people who, I think they, I think that they know the truth too, but they're just not willing to admit it. But I, um, you know, in my mind, I, I do see this going to Supreme Court, but um, even in that case, you know, what are the chances of a civil war, you know? Well, I mean, obviously there's a lot going on right now, and I think that one of the problems we're facing in the country is that not everyone respects the rule of law and the constitution and what it has brought the people that live in this country all the wonderful benefits the great wealth the liberty the freedom uh the ability to you know worship uh to the god of your choice the ability to speak your mind the ability to protect yourself and your family with firearms this is a very rare place not just in the world but in world history to have this kind of freedom. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there, in my opinion, that take American liberty and all it has brought for granted. And they don't know American history. They're not taught it anymore. They don't understand the heroic people that came before us uh, and all the lucky breaks we had to get to this point in world history. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have been taught that America is evil and of course you always have to ask compared to what and you know no country no person is without sin no person or country is without error and and and, and screw-ups that's part of the human experience but i have to say compared to all the other countries and all the peoples of the other peoples of the world throughout we are very lucky to be americans in today's day and age and i am nervous that there's a danger that we're going to give this away um, because so many people don't appreciate what they got, and they just want to try to rip it down. But you can rip something down, but the question is, what's it going to be replaced with? And uh, that has to make all of us nervous, because in the history of humanity, uh, there really is no better form of government or society than American uh, society in the 20th and 21st century. And if you rip this down, we don't have a good track record as humans of replacing it with something better for us. No, we don't. And, you know, I will say um, there's a lot of people that I have connected with uh, worldwide through this whole thing that, um, you know, they're trying to get information about what's going on here because, um, you know, these people are in United Kingdom, they're in New Zealand. And uh, what Americans don't know because of our, you know, censored uh, media agenda and what they're not reporting on these things, but there has been freedom protests in uh, many, many civilized democracies and countries um, this whole year around this coronavirus pandemic. And I will tell you that the leaders of these big, peaceful protests, I mean, we're talking groups of 150 to 300,000 people, sometimes even millions you see in Serbia, Germany. I mean, there's huge protests going on. And these people are looking to America and praying for President Donald J. Trump because they know that it really, you know, it, a lot of this lies on him and they know um, what the Biden agenda is. And so, um, you know, it's it's just scary that it's that it's come down to this and, and what the next you know few months hold we don't know yeah well look there's very little doubt that the corporate media if you will have been spending 
you know, years trying to undercut Donald Trump from, from, from the very beginning all the way through now, right? There's very little doubt. I mean, if you look at the, the Hunter Biden laptop story, now whatever you think about that, it was a legitimate story that should have been investigated. It should have been looked into. It should have been reported on. And it was largely buried. And, uh, and then now we have essentially the media declaring Joe Biden the president-elect, where we're in the middle. Again, we are not even in a position to know the winner where these votes have not even been certified in the first instance by the state, never mind the start of the three-step process that ultimately gives rise to December 14th. So, again, this is not a situation where the other side has conceded the race. Now, if Donald Trump conceded the race to Joe Biden, then it would be perfectly fine to refer to Joe Biden as the president-elect. I think that would be fine. But here, where the president is literally saying we have major concerns about the legal logistics and what happened in some of these critical states, we're going to go to court, we're going to look into this, and it may alter the vote tallies. Um, well, I think that, that he has a legitimate argument on some of the stuff, and it should be heard. And the thing is, if you have a legitimate argument and you're not heard, you just give rise to questions that go on forever and over. It's much better to get it done right up front, have these trials, have the investigation, try to figure out what happened here. And if nothing happened that's untoward, great. Then whoever's the president can move forward as a legitimate elected president. But if you have real questions about voter integrity and election integrity, you know, you're going you're gonna to cause half of America to question the results. And to me, that's not good for our constitutional democracy. No, it's not. And, and no Mark, matter who wins the White House, it you, doesn't matter who wins. You know, I have a question for you, though, because I've seen a lot of uh, uh, different posts and stuff across social media. You know, do you do you believe that this is why um, the left, the Democratic Party, did not want Trump to put uh, Amy Coney Barrett in the Supreme Court? Do you believe this was, was you know, why they were resisting so hard? Well, I think that's a reason. I think there's many reasons why the left did not want Amy Coney Barrett to fill the RBG seat. Uh, but certainly one of them was that up until her appointment, you basically had a group of judges, including John Roberts, unfortunately, on the Supreme Court, that was kind of letting uh, the states uh, amend their rules of this election in this election year during a pandemic uh, by skipping over the legislature. And that is a no-no under the Constitution, but it was kind of being allowed by the Supreme Court. And certainly when you replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg with Amy Coney Barrett, you might alter that. So now you may have a more robust Supreme Court looking to robustly enforce uh, statutes uh, dealing with election integrity in these states like Pennsylvania. And certainly before the death of RBG, the liberals had a winning hand at the Supreme Court because John Roberts was going along with the left, by and large. But when you flip that out, you don't know what your hand is, and it could turn out that it could be a, a hand that's favorable to election integrity and you know favorable to what Trump is trying to accomplish in the courts. We just don't know that yet. Again, it's very early and premature on a lot of the stuff, and that's what I think is why people are doing a disservice to the American public. They're trying to suggest that we're at the end of the process, but the truth is we're still very much at the beginning of this whole process of picking the president. Yes, we are. Again, this is Mark W. Smith, New York Times bestselling author, constitutional attorney calling in from New York City. Mark, 20 seconds. Anything you want to uh, you want to add in before we before we end? I would just tell people that support Donald Trump to keep the faith and to, you know, and don't give up uh, this legal process. And that's what we're talking about here is not over by any stretch of the imagination. And I will say this, even if it turns out that Donald Trump loses this particular election, the changes in the issues that get flagged over the next month may give rise to making the election uh, process 
better and more reliable in two years or four years, and maybe even for a Trump 2024 re-election bid.